Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, Eric, the CEO of Orderful, joined me on the show again. Because let me tell you, EDI integrations and APIs are the only way that we are going to connect our supply chains. And Orderful has that solution. So Eric and I dove a little bit deeper into their EDI integration solution, what it actually means to your business and your supply chains, and how they can actually execute it in minutes, not months, which is amazing, amazing, amazing to hear. So if you didn't go and check out that episode, definitely go and check it out. It was last week's episode, episode 329, and go and find out more about the orderful solution that could be very well right for you, especially when it comes to EDI integration. So go check it out, letstalksupplychain.com, wherever you subscribe to the show. It was episode 329. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. Onboard new EDI trading partners in days, not months, with Orderful. Orderful provides a modern EDI platform that is displacing legacy on-premise and managed service solutions. Stop building point-to-point solutions. If you are a retailer, manufacturer, logistics provider, or technology company, you can build a single integration to Orderful's API, and Orderful will validate translate and communicate transactions to all of your trading partners. Orderful customers are onboarding new trading partners 80% faster, resulting in increased revenue and lower overall EDI costs. To modernize your EDI infrastructure, visit Orderful, O-R-D-E-R-F-U-L.com and speak to an EDI expert today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Today, I'm joined by a company that is removing a huge $1 trillion of waste from the global supply chain and making logistics processes more agile, dependable, and sustainable with innovative execution and visibility solutions. They really are a powerhouse, but who exactly are they? Well, I will reveal them after the poll of the week. So, So many of you came out for this question, the question we asked you, which job would you rather take? 47% of you said one offering better experience. 35% of you said one with better pay. And 18% of you said other, what's important to you? Comment below. Robert says better pay and better experience are both critical elements in a job search. Although in my case, there are multiple other critical elements that I will personally look at before deciding. Amazing, amazing. Leah, I would seek something that allows creativity. Sanyana says the place with a better work culture. 
Halia, a place where I feel empowered, not micromanaged, flexibility in terms of location and start end times so that it's results oriented, stability and benefits. Chris, pay is great, but a great experience is better. If the experience is great, people are creative and happy, therefore willing to go above and beyond for the team, organization and customer. Amy, one with stability plus benefits. I got several contract drop contract job offers after I got laid off, but right now I need to know what I'm gonna ha- that I'm gonna have a job in 12 months. Very important. Jim, one that offers a great work home life balance. I've had previous jobs in which I was practically married to and working way too many hours. With my current role, I have a great work home life balance. I'm living life and making memories with my kids. Don't we love to hear that? Feliciano, a combination of the first and the second option. Good benefits is a big plus. Ben says a clear career path and a management team that actively helps you to get to your career career goals if the money is there, of course. Well, thank you so much to everybody who weighed in on the question of the week. We ask you every single Wednesday morning over on the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn page. So go and check it out. I think we're also starting to do it on our Instagram stories as well. So we'd love to hear from you. Now back to today's episode and which market-leading sustainability-focused software brand is joining me today? Well, it's Bloom Global. Bloom Global is a technology provider committed to an ethical, purpose-driven supply chain ecosystem and to creating a more sustainable environment through providing an open, neutral platform across all trading partners to drive asset optimization, predictive visibility, and traceability. Today, Pervinder, CEO at Bloom Global, joins me to chat all about the company and what they do, why digitization is now a requirement, not a preference, putting sustainability at the heart of everything they do, and helping businesses to utilize the power of visibility to manage their biggest business impacts in real time. Before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Pervinder. Pervinder, CEO of Bloom Global, has a diverse background in supply chain management and technology. Across more than three decades, Provinder has introduced solutions that have helped companies reduce their carbon emissions and foster logistics agility. He has led companies providing innovative solutions to the logistics industry, as well as managed global systems for companies such as HP. Leveraging his expertise in AI robotics, process automation, and machine learning, Pervinder is guiding Bloom's next wave of transformative solutions. All right, so welcome to the show, Pervinder. I'm so excited to have you here. I have been trying to get you on the show for a very long time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's just great to be on the show. I think yeah. we've known each other for a few years now, so I'm glad we to... have. I know we were just talking about it, right? Yeah. It was the first log, log tech event, first log I think, tech? In, yeah. Vegas. in Vegas. So we're back in Vegas together yeah. again, yes. doing this <laughs> podcast, and we're going to learn a lot more about the amazing things that you're doing at Bloom. Thank you. I'm yeah. glad to... Talk about it. Like, I have been following you and following Bloom for a very long time. I have befriended a lot of people that work for you, and you have created such a great culture. um, And people really love working for Bloom. So let's just dive right in. But first, I want to know about your journey. Sure. (laughs) How did you get here? Like, what has this looked like for you? If you think of it, right? So I 
I mean, computer science graduate, graduated and wanted to work only on large, complex problems. Of course you did. So one I picked <laughs> was I was making... So you picked supply chain? No, more than that. I okay. started off with making control systems for nuclear power plants. Oh, so, wow. And then you got so into kind of, supply chain. Okay, then we I got to know into about supply this story. Okay. <laughs> there too. And then um, I think started uh, in 90s, got into uh, doing startups. Okay. Did the first one, which was uh, Edge, kind of the browser was coming out, was okay. an internet business banking. Okay. We ended up selling that. Okay. And ran into a professor from MIT mm -hmm. and ended up with logistics.com. So the original oh. logistics SaaS platform for TMS, uh -huh. again, large scale optimization. Mm -hmm. uh, so customers were large retailers, large CPG companies, yeah. all focused on LTL and truckload uh, market. Uh -huh. uh, all of the trucking companies were customers too. Okay. We ended up selling that one to Manhattan Associates. Okay. And I stayed with Manhattan That's for a few domain, years. That's good domain though. Right, good domain Logistics.com. Manhattan I mean, that still was owns it, but that was the best name. I, <laughs> I, I wish I could name. buy it back. Right? But, but, uh, they Manhattan, own it. Manhattan, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, there, I think, journey took me to... Um, the largest high-tech company at that time okay. um, and I worked for uh, Hewlett Packard mm -hmm. uh, responsible for looking at supply chain design strategy systems okay. across the globe yeah. so got to know the domain very well from the other side yeah. and so logistics.com Manhattan was more as a software provider yeah then 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 became kind of uh, on an HP side left HP when it was splitting Okay. Did another one called Steel Wedge, okay. again in supply chain space. Okay. So we're the leaders in sales and operations planning, demand planning, a okay. lot of AI and ML yep. pieces of it. And my journey took it to kind of eat open. So we ended up selling that one in 17 wow. and launched okay. Bloom in 2018. And I can wow. tell you more about that, but it looks like it's been one thing after another yeah. in supply chain. And you've had a lot of success in logistics and supply and logistics chain, and in a variety chain. of different industries. Absolutely. And we talk about how important it is to bring innovation from other industries into yeah. logistics and supply chain, and you have done that successfully. Yeah. I think and the reason I started off with that you know, nuclear power plant, right? so, so one of the things we had to do is that you have to look at a lot of events. Okay. And event processing, and it's a highly distributed yeah. environment. And if you think of the supply chain, even today, yeah. it's a highly distributed environment. It definitely mm -hmm. is. Like tens of millions of companies, if not 100 million companies, mm -hmm. which participate in supply chain, depending on the industry right. uh, that you're in. How do you connect all of those dots and, and then optimize it? And, and so it's again, it's a large, complex problem. Yeah. So, so the journey was in 17, kind of looking at what to go do next. Right? Yeah. And, and, um, what do you want to do next? And one area which was left was, uh, how do you look at supply chain for kind of 2020s and 2030s yeah. versus all the innovation that had happened kind of back for older supply chains. Right, right, right. So talk to us about Bloom then. What do you do? How do you help your customers? What does that look like? So if you think from that perspective, it's um, the shippers in particular, our supply chains have become more global, more internationalized. Mm -hmm. right? uh, when we launched Bloom, we had three parts of the mission. First one was um, the total logistics spend okay. is about $11 trillion. Mm -hmm. We think that we can help eliminate about a trillion dollar of waste out of it. 
What? Trillion dollars. So, so you can take that out. Trillion. A trillion dollars. Like wow. Singapore. That's a big number. And the way to go do it is do optimization across supply chain. Okay. Right? So, so versus end just to end. end to end. Right. But across meaning that both between providers and the shippers. Okay. Because if you do just shippers, it is not enough. Right. If you do just providers, it's not, not enough. enough. You have to go yeah. through it. So that's been one of the goals kind of when we launched kind of Bloomford and we have a lot of data to back up that yeah. how you can kind of take out kind of a really the waste out of it. So I'm really glad you brought up waste because yeah. sustainability is yeah. a huge topic yeah. Yeah. right now. Yeah. And so talk to us about that. Why is that so important? Why to is us. that like yeah. one of the critical components for you in solving? Yeah. And then why is that so important to your customers as well? Absolutely. So I think if you look at it, so that was our, you brought it up, it was our second goal was kind of that, how do you eliminate the CO2 waste? Right. So, right? so, so there's a lot of work we are doing on climate tech. Mm -hmm. Look at logistics, uh, transportation is about 27% of all CO2 emissions. Mm -hmm. A big number. Right? It so, is so a it's big a big number. number right? so I mean, a, I, have a, I have a LinkedIn learning course. Yeah. Um, about sustainability and supply yeah, chain. Yeah, and when I was doing the research for that, yeah. I mean, the numbers just blew me away. It's a huge number, right? It's huge. Yeah. And that is only transportation. When you look at supply chain as a whole, now yeah. you're also talking about production and kind of what your suppliers do yeah. and all other pieces too. And we're talking about climate tech or eventually getting to kind of the, where okay. we can be carbon neutral, yep. but it will take us a while. It's good. I know. And all these people or all these organizations have these lofty goals. Yes. And sometimes we sit back and wonder, is that actually, is that date really realistic? Really realistic. Yeah. I think but the, my view on it has been that you first have to optimize your mm -hmm. CO2 footprint okay. before you can completely eliminate it. Okay. Many companies don't even know what their CO2 footprint is. So like that what we do true. as a platform yep. is that we tell you kind of what your CO2 footprint is. Yeah. And then typically people have made decisions on only time yeah. and cost. Right? Okay. So if we look at it, simple rules, uh, ocean takes longer, better for environment, it's mm -hmm. cheaper, but, but better for environment never figured into the equation. Right. It was just that it's cheaper and, and yeah. longer. Especially air. during the pandemic during when the prices pandemic were so, so high. high right? The same thing, rail Rail is better for environment. And mm -hmm. I do want to talk about rail a little bit and how okay. little we use today in North America. Okay, well, let's right? talk about that and before then, we get into the solutions then. And if you think of it, we've been talking about doing highways, autonomous trucking, all mm -hmm. other things. We have a highway yeah. in North America called rails. Yeah, we do. We it's do. very true. It's, and, and it's, it's been, been around back for a to long time. Long time, and it yeah. will be there for a long time. Yeah. It's not that we have to go construct something new. Yeah. Why are we not using more rail for doing transportation within the country? Yeah. Why, and, why yeah. do you think that? I think the reason was, which is when, when we started that uh, feedback we got from shippers that I can use rail, mm -hmm. not that it takes longer. It is because it's not predictable. Okay. So, so I, I think it was that. back to yeah. that if you are consistently taking seven days to go from point A to point B or That's 11 true. days, yeah. then you are you can count on rail. But the issue was not cost. It, the issue was not that. issue was predictability and yeah. how do you make the rail more predictable. Well, and when I we get to that. Bloom, that's where we go back to that we are back to predictive ETAs, schedules, looking okay. at rail, looking at IoT data on rail, that how do you make more predictable. Yeah. As it gets more predictable, 
you actually can start yeah. using it more and more. And many companies are doing it today, right? So, yeah. so if you think well, of... Well, and you're empowering them to make decisions based on the information that is available to, yeah, them, to them and not just one particular mode. Correct. All modes, right? So, All so modes. Back. See, I think if you think of, we call it uh, orchestration. Yeah. You're orchestrating your supply chain. And you <laughs> like should a have... Symphony. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And to do that, you need all type of players. If you think of yes, symphony, you can't just have one thing. No, you that can't you're just have a do, trumpet right? player so, or a violinist. Yeah, yeah. You need. So for lot. us, it's back to that. You have all modes of transportation, all type of sources available. Okay. Right? So when you go to the suppliers and sourcing, mm -hmm. I can buy from Asia. I can buy from South America. I can go to Africa. Same thing for manufacturing. Yeah. I can do manufacturing anywhere in the world. You can. Right? Mm -hmm. But. All of these are that these supply chains, which is what I meant, supply chains of the kind of next 10 years or 20 years, yeah. they need to be flexible enough that they I do. can move around between my locations. I can move between modes, I can do all those things. Yeah. And to do that, you need a platform, and that's kind of what the platform does from, from Bloom perspective. Okay. That how do I help you orchestrate your supply chain decisions yeah. between sourcing and procurement, logistics, which is a key, key component of it and to kind of how do I do my manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And that is a concept after my own heart because I talk about collaboration being the future of business. Yes. And I don't think supply chain can really move forward into the future without that collaboration. Like you said, there's a lot of players. Yeah. There's a lot of people that we need to get talking, yes. coming together. And that is not easy if you're not working with a technology provider yes. that can help you do that because otherwise you're looking at years, years to try to years. solve it yeah. and we don't have years absolutely and right? i think part of it has been that uh, the thing that has happened with us is that we have evolved from applications to platforms okay right so if you think of kind of on the consumer side that happened long before supply chain right yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you think of whether it's a um, a DoorDash is mm -hmm. a platform. Yep. It connects a lot of restaurants yeah. and now kind of other type of players too yep. with a lot of people who want to go eat right, kind of in there. <laughs> Same thing is what we are trying to do that we need these platforms okay. which are already connected. So, so today there are more than 100,000 companies on Room Platform. Wow, that's a so, lot. So once you start optimizing across, kind of mm -hmm. you're looking at that, how do I go? Right. and connect and collaborate with them. And mm -hmm. I think uh, not just us, but if you think of the next yeah. 10 to 20 years, yeah. we will move away from this notion of the TMS and there's a WMS and there's a visibility solution and others to that there's a platform for supply chain. So and one, I, one And I can mm -hmm. execute all type of processes on it. Yeah, that is very true. So one of the things that you do talk about at Bloom is working with Bloom being a competitive advantage for your customers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So talk us through the solution and how it actually positions your customers even better in their market. I think if I will give you, I can't, won't use names of the company, no, but no. if you think of kind of in there too, if you are a, let's talk about industrial manufacturing as a segment. Mm -hmm. yeah. If I'm doing manufacturing, Part of my work is on inbound into my factory, making sure everything shows up at the right time so that yes. I can do manufacturing. Okay. Right? That's again orchestrating. Yeah. Right? Visibility is part of it. Right? Yeah. You need to know kind of where stuff is, but it's not about visibility alone. It's about that all the stuff has to show up at the same time 
you have to predict sure. it right yeah. so so even if i knew that nothing is showing up there's nothing you can really do right okay. you can't make yeah. it it's back to how do you guarantee mm-hmm. that all of this stuff is going to show up at the same time yeah. right so by having a large network large number of options how do mm-hmm. i expedite my freight when i need to what needs to be expedited what needs to be slowed down Yep. slow down is equally important from environment perspective that is true right? because we, we don't, don't think of it that. we always talk about how do we speed it up yeah. but i talk about it always speed means mm-hmm. is bad for environment okay. kind of it there right? yep. so like mm-hmm. ocean versus air yes. rail versus true. truck look at it kind of the speed means that kind of you are yeah. giving up something so helping that manufacturer making sure their factories are always running mm-hmm. so your cost of not running a factory for an hour or a day is huge hundreds of thousands right. of dollars and that's kind of where all of your your uh, your uh, benefits come in on that side if you're a retailer it's again mm-hmm. you're trying to do more decision between kind of ocean and air most retailers do not have their domestic supply chains connected okay. with international supply chains yeah. so how do you connect them together and there are tons of savings when you start looking at it holistically that's very true because a lot of times we think about domestic supply chains being very different from international yeah. supply chains because there's different components yes yeah. right there's a variety of different modes that you have to use on the international side yeah. versus domestic because a lot of people will choose to use truck um but you're right in thinking that they are the same yes. and we do need to bring them together mm-hmm. i mean if you look at it take a simplest example between domestic and us as you know for domestic and international yeah. if you think of north america we have lot of inland terminals Okay. Right? Chicago. There's no ocean there, but a lot of ocean containers show up there. They do. It's a big hub. Big hub. Right? So, but how do you decide that I'm going to go buy kind of a move which is okay. going to end sure. in Chicago yep. versus it's going to end in LA if it's coming mm-hmm. on the west coast and then going to do transloading. Yeah. They're connected. Right? People have looked at it differently, but yeah. but at the end of the day anything that moves on ocean or air or rail always has a truck component. Hmm. Very without true. a truck it's, it's, i think we have not invented something yeah. where without a truck kind of it can move on yeah. the end of mm-hmm. end so our view is that you should be looking at orchestrating them together together i yeah. like that yeah. Yeah. so you talk about predictability yes you talked about visibility mm-hmm. um a lot of times organizations right now are talking about mitigating risk yes and the pandemic really showed how volatile yeah. forecasting can be Correct. or even predictability, predictability. So how can customers or people in the audience think about working with Bloom yeah. from a predictability standpoint considering things are still in a bit of turmoil like we still have a lot of disruptions we're thinking about risk management yeah. talk to us through that because I think that's also a really big component to your yeah. platform and for companies looking to work with you Maybe I talk about the platform a little bit. At the foundation of the platform is yeah. this thing called Bloom Maps. Okay. It's the map of the world, but from supply chain perspective. Okay. Right. If you think of Google Maps, it's more from consumer perspective. Okay. Like how am I driving? Yeah. But what we did is that we built out this map, uh, millions of locations on it. Mm-hmm. Where is every ocean terminal, rail ramp, warehouse, manufacturing location, also. Okay. And think of how we use map. in our personal life right mm-hmm. so, so um, i live in san francisco bay area uh, i go to a google map and say if i'm going to go have a meeting in the city i live kind of about an hour away from the city when there is mm-hmm. no traffic but 2 hours 
at when rush hour. Right? Yeah. So you're always predicting, right? So that, that map concept yeah. has been that it's been looking at it, how long will it take it? Okay. That's what we do. We do is that we predict the lead time before you issue a purchase order. Okay. And lead time in future, that even if you have something that you're going to buy today from Asia oh. and it's going to take you three weeks, four weeks, six weeks yeah. out, what is the lead time? Okay. And then how does it ma- how does it manage, like, there were shutdowns in China. Yes. How does it manage that? Does it um, take those predictions that it originally gave you and just sort of give Adjust you an it. idea so, of how it can be adjusted, what that yeah. looks like for you, and what are the ramifications? Yes, same, same way, right? So if you think of it that... Uh, uh, I can predict that tomorrow it's going to take me an hour and a half for an eight o'clock meeting. Yeah. But there can be an accident. Right. And that's there's true. an accident. Yes, you have to replan. Yeah. We do the same thing. We are okay. continuously looking at what are the events that have happened. You're it all like goes back ways. to events. You're kind of like ways for supply chain. Absolutely. <laughs> I think actually <laughs> I the model that. is very, very similar. If you think of the technology, the AI and machine learning, yeah. it is very similar to what Waze did, right? Except okay. from commercial supply chain from a commercial yeah so no when you decide done. to have celebrity voices helping to predict some of those routes for your customers i'd like to be chosen for that absolutely you will be the celebrity because <laughs> the ways is doing that right now i know they are <laughs> You will be number one on the list. Yes. All right. So um, one of the things that I talked about in my fireside chat this morning at Manifest was innovation. Yes. Being a mega trend. Yeah. And when we did the research for this episode, we found out that you have an R&D arm and innovation is really, really important for you. So talk to us about that. What does that look like? How do you foster innovation? Um, How important is that to the future of the business? The link. So... We have a very large R&D group. We probably have the largest R&D group of all other players in our space. Okay. Right, kind of on that side. So, so it's uh, going going to hit uh, It's few hundred people. When it comes to innovation and for that R&D culture, our push is on two things. One is learning. Okay. And second is avoid incrementalism. Okay. Like many people look at incremental steps, right? So when right. you think of innovation, when you're looking at just incremental steps, you actually miss out on the big thing, right? <laughs> and then we that. talk more about that focus on the big thing. What are yeah. you going to go, go do, which is really it. change <laughs> in the, the big, industry? Very audacious goal. Absolutely. That's where I see you <laughs> yeah. fitting in there. No, I'm, I will tell you a story. So, uh, kind of, uh, the supply chain has stayed in the family. So, my daughter is graduating from Penn State uh, oh, nice. this year, and she did supply chain on that side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I ended up showing this blue maps thing to her, and I think she goes, "I know you've been talking about it, but we <laughs> never took it seriously. Never knew it was even possible. How yeah. do you go to remote parts of the world and figure out what the locations are and how right. long does it take in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys have done it. Such good <laughs> questions. Yeah, too, right? Yeah. But back. Back in 1718, when we were talking about it, even I don't know how many of my team even believed that we will actually ever <laughs> get there. It was always that, let's go <laughs> and go and focus don't on worry, it. Don't worry, this is going to work, work, people. <laughs> yeah. And for innovation, that's always been the key. Yeah, right? it's like, it and, really is. And yeah. people, it's for me personally now, having done it for three decades now, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> it's always been that... Um, you let kind of these uh, short-term goals okay. get in the way of kind of what you can really achieve if you, you just really spend achieve. time on it. I'm like, the same hmm. way. So yeah. I, I am known to speak things into existence. <laughs> so I'll actually say something that I'm going to do, yes. but I don't actually know how I'm going to do it 
and then it transpires like six Absolutely. to eight months. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, and I are yeah, kind of kindred yeah, spirits. <laughs> so let's go back to uh, Bloom. Let's talk yeah. about your ideal client. If I'm sitting in the audience and I'm thinking that this is something we definitely need, yeah. what do I look like? What sure. size company? What industry? I think um, to, to the product works for companies of all sizes, though the needs are different. Right? So, okay. so the smaller companies get benefit from the platform because they can now optimize okay. with the larger ones. Good. Our typical ideal customer on the shipper side would be, uh, as I said, anyone who is a manufacturer. Okay. Right? So, mm -hmm. so manufacturing, as you know, has moved international kind of for, mm -hmm. for a long time and yeah. it will continue to change and, and, yeah. and I mean if you think of it global trade is what 32 trillion dollars mm -hmm. last year yeah right? it's not going away right? mm -hmm. so we have been talking about it it will all be near shore <laughs> US economy yeah. is not large enough mm -hmm. to kind of absorb 32 million yeah. trillion not mm -hmm. billion maybe <laughs> certain products certain but products not but not all so yeah. it's still going to be a reality that if mm -hmm. you're doing anything kind of which is domestic yeah. domestic and international that's yeah. an ideal uh, customer for us okay and then second would be kind of and, and manufacturing age a lot of videos it mm -hmm. can be high-tech manufacturing industrial yep. manufacturing okay. uh, in there too and then it is uh, uh, large uh, details okay those are the two which probably would be kind of our focus area right now not that kind of we don't serve other type of customers yeah. but those are the two great so if you're in that category you definitely want to talk to Bloom for sure. So run us through, now it's storytelling time, yes. which is my favorite part. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about a case study. What was a problem or a challenge that one of your customers came to you with? Mm -hmm. What was the solution that they decided to uh, use mm -hmm. um, from your services? Mm -hmm. And what was the ROI or benefit from that? Sure. sure. I think I can give you maybe kind of two slightly different examples in, in some. Perfect, right? yeah. One of them is that supply chain runs on the backs of many, many small businesses in the world. It really does. Right? Mm -hmm. So one of the customers was back to that they worked with, just in North America, something like 1,800 small businesses. Wow, that's a lot. And the work was still very manual, okay. like email, yeah. phone calls, mm -hmm. all the things. And the reason was that these small businesses did not have any systems. Got it. So okay. even if you want to, as a large player, that I want to go work with small businesses, they have nothing mm -hmm. to begin with. And yeah. I think I, I hear all this talk of APIs. And, and, and when you talk to these small businesses, say, they're like, say, what? We have a phone <laughs> and a laptop and yeah. we use something on that yeah, side. Yeah, What's yeah. this API thing? Mm -hmm. So what we did to solve it, that we actually have built products, both for uh, kind of for uh, uh, suppliers mm -hmm. and for carriers where we give them away a platform for free to oh. become digital okay right uh, mm -hmm. so it's been back to it's a free platform you can use it if you're a supplier you okay. can use it if you mm -hmm. are a motor carrier you can use it right. and we enabled it and roi for that customer just in the dollar value was in tens of millions of dollars a year mm -hmm. yep. you can on that side uh, the journey took us about six to nine months to okay. implement it. Yep. But six to nine months when you were starting off with kind of 1,800 small businesses is a, is a kind of amazing speed compared, amazing to, compared speed. to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The other example would be kind of uh, more of a, or of a shipper who is trying to do sourcing okay. from around the world. Okay. So when you're doing it, again, kind of how do I qualify suppliers? How yes. do I know what the quality is? Right? Mm -hmm. Think of you don't in get automotive, 
you don't want to get it in your warehouse and you open it up and it's not what you were looking for. Yeah, absolutely, for. right? Yeah. And what worse, like you don't want to put a part in the car. It's true. That someone is going to drive <laughs> and you yeah. don't know what the quality is. That's why I go back to manufacturing part yeah. of it, right? So mm -hmm. it's like quality matters a lot. Yeah. That's another case study kind of that. How do you do sourcing? How do you do purchase yeah. order collaboration? How do you mm -hmm. make sure that those are at high quality? We build quality kind of uh, scoring. We're not okay. a quality management system. Right. Very quality measurement and oh, knowing kind of what to do. Score them. Score That's them. Great. Yeah. That's another case study, which again is a huge ROI because it opened up kind of Amazing. what I can do. You talked about kind of um, uh, flexibility or resiliency. Yeah. yeah. The company became a lot more resilient. Yeah. Because they had more options available to them. Amazing. I love those stories. Thank you for sharing that. Now, what does the future of Bloom look like? What can we expect from you? I think it's a journey, right? So, so when we yes. started, kind of, I think uh, I said in 18 that we're building a platform for next 50 years, yeah. which will be beyond my lifetime. 50 years? Yes. Okay, <laughs> who's going to take over? Your daughter? <laughs> I, she has to go work. <laughs> Got first. it, okay. <laughs> and learn, but, but, uh, but uh, it's a, see, once you build an ecosystem, mm -hmm. we want it to build it in a way that ecosystem will continue to evolve. Okay. in an organic fashion. Yeah. Actually, we didn't talk about how Bloom came up. Bloom stands for a blooming, growing, organic ecosystem. Oh, I love that. And we that. took the German kind of spelling for the word Bloom, okay. right? but yeah. it is, it's again for a blooming ecosystem yep. that you eventually get to a point that no matter who is leading it, uh -huh. The ecosystem will continue to innovate and continue to prosper. So for me, wow. kind of, that's how we have built it. Yeah. And then an ecosystem is here to stay. Kind of yeah. Four years in, fifth year now, oh, kind of in there. I wow. think I will complete my fifth year coming up in February. Uh -huh. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. But for yeah. five years, kind of good progress. But I think platform is at a place now that it will just continue to thrive and continue Amazing. to innovate. Amazing. I love that. I like the fact that you think about it as a journey and that you're gonna to continue to innovate because that's who we wanna watch. We wanna watch companies who are gonna to continue to innovate and help us solve different challenges. And that's what you're doing. And you know that that's what you're doing. You know that you don't have it all right now. You know that that's gonna come and you have a long-term vision for that. So. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Now, I want to let the audience know that you do need to go to bloomglobal.com to find out more and also get in touch with them so that you can start using their platform for free because there's a free component, right? Did it. Yeah. So go ahead to bloomglobal.com. And Pervinder, thank you so much for coming on the show. This, been, this has been a long time coming. Yes. And I'm so glad that we finally made it happen. Thank you for having me. And, uh, and hopefully we'll do it again sometime. Yes, soon. let's do it. That's good. Thank you. Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity, bottom line, and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed hourly workforce at scale. Understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more.
If you would like to hear more from us, we have plenty more content for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to Let's Talk Supply Chain YouTube page or even letstalksupplychain.com to check out the latest. Now, if you have a supply chain challenge, we have most likely had the solution on our show. All you have to do is go to letstalksupplychain.com put the keyword in the search bar and all of that content will come up and you get to learn about the different solutions that are out there before you even get into their sales funnel. And remember to come back next week for this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series. And I'm going to be joined by Alexis Bateman. Now, you're not going to want to miss this. She has an incredible journey in the industry, and I cannot wait to share it with you all. If you enjoy our show, there's a few ways to support us. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. You you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain, and even subscribe to our newsletter over at letstalksupplychain.com. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. Plus, I don't know if you know this, but we have a franchise over in Asia Pack. That's right. Let's Talk Supply Chain Asia Pack hosted by Jonathan Kempe. He is creating content and putting posts out there about what's happening in supply chain in the Asia Pacific region. So go and click the follow button on the Let's Talk Supply Chain Asia Pack uh, LinkedIn page so that you can follow along and learn a little bit more from Jonathan. And remember, if you would like to be featured on an upcoming episode. Make sure to weigh in on our poll of the week every single Wednesday morning on LinkedIn, but also go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.